You're listening to Life UPC Richmond Hills Audiocast. I want to read to you this morning from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16 through 18. If you have your Bibles with you, if you don't have your Bibles with you, guess what? Sister Shakira's got it right up here on the board for us. Praise God. <clears throat> Thank you. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, it says, And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, <clears throat> as God has said. I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. <clears throat> verse 17, it says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not any unclean thing, and I will receive you, God says, and I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Praise God. I want to preach to you this morning just for a little bit of uh, uh, the title of my message is come out. From among them and separate yourselves. Come out from among them and separate yourselves. Brother Conway, would you pray for us? Lord Jesus, we ask that you just touch the pastor today, God, and you just be with him, Father. We ask that you strengthen each and every one of us through this word that we're going to be receiving from you today. And just bless us, God. Bless us eternally and bless us daily, God. We ask you in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, mighty God. You may be seated. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Come out from among them and separate yourselves. Praise God. Last week was uh, our first um, Sunday service of the new year, and it was New Year's Day on the first. And we were talking about how God has blessed us so much in this church. How many of you, and I asked this last week, how many of you have been blessed this year from God? Amen. Everybody, we've all been blessed. Amen. And God has blessed us so much this year. And, and, and we, I do realize that for some people it has been a very difficult year. But God has blessed us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. And then we were talking about my, my message last week was, uh, how to receive greater blessings in 2023 from God, because we've already been blessed. Amen. But I want to maximize my blessings from God in 2023. Amen. How many of you want all the blessings that God can give you? Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. And <clears throat> we had talked about so, several ways to maximize our blessings, and that's not what we're talking about this week, but I'm I have to go back there just a little bit. Um, and we talked about how being obedient to God's word is one of the ways to maximize our blessings. It's probably the most important thing. Well, that and drawing closer to God are two very important things, aspects that we must do to receive our blessings. Amen. And one of the things that I touched base on uh, and uh, real quick uh, was one, one of the things I touched base on about o- being obedient to God's word is, is is in our tithes. Right. In our tithes, obeying God asks us to give a tenth. You know, he tells us, in fact, you know, our tithes. God, that's the one thing I, I pointed this out. I used the scripture from uh, uh, Malachi chapter three that God tests us. 
I mean, he, or no, God asks us to test him, right? He said, prove to me. In Malachi chapter 3, God said, test me. He said, test me with your tithes. And he says, see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing unto you, right? So we, we kind of established that, that our tithes, they, they are not where our blessings come from, but they open up the windows so our blessings can come down, right? And, and so um, he, not only does he say he'll open up those windows and, and, and bless us, but he said there shall not be room for you to receive the amount of blessings that I'm going to pour out to you. Praise God. You can't, you can't outgive God, right? God will bless you so much. I'm here to tell you. But we've got to be obedient to his word. Amen. We talked about that last week. And we talked about being sacrificial in our giving. Uh, uh, sacrificial in our giving. When we have a special offering that we have coming up. Be sacrificial in that giving. But not only that. But be sacrificial in our praise. Amen. we got to come into this place. And we got to lift up holy hands unto the Lord. we got to magnify him. Oh, we got to shout unto the Lord. Hallelujah. We got to run the aisles. We got to dance up to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. He's so good to us. How could we not show forth our praises unto him? Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> hallelujah. Not only that, we talked about how giving alms to those that are in need is important to be able to open up or be able to receive the blessings that God has for us. You see, when we give alms to those, God blesses us not just financially, but he blesses us uh, uh, spiritually. He opens up our eyes, amen, when we give alms to others. Praise God. Those who are in need, and, and we, we talked about it. I know there's sometimes you see people that are, are out there holding up a sign saying, I need food and, and this and that, give me money. And, and you know very well that they're probably going to go spend it on something they, they shouldn't be. But guess what? Guess what? When you give, you're freed from that, right? Whatever they do with it, it's on them. But God blesses you for giving to their need. Amen? And I even talked about sometimes what I do is, you know, if I know that they're going to go blow it on some alcohol or some drugs or whatever, what I do a lot of times is I offer them, I say, hey, let me buy you some lunch. And, and in fact, I, I don't carry cash with me all the time. And, and a big reason why is because I don't want to. I want. I don't want to be lying. I want to say, you know, I don't have any cash on me. But you know what? I'll take you and I'll buy you lunch. Praise God. And I'll sit down and have lunch with you. Maybe. Hey, praise God. Thank you. Because they are. There are a lot of people out there in need. There are. And. It is important, God tells us, to give to those who are in need. Not only are we given to them, but we're given unto God, it says. Thank you, Lord. And one of the last things I touched base last week is we must draw closer to God. We've got to draw closer to God. And one of the things that I touched base with on, on, on drawing closer to God is this corporate fast that I have asked everyone to do this month. <clears throat> I, I, I put out 
that I would like for everybody, uh, I, I have a call to prayer and fasting, that if everyone at some point in time over the next 21 days from the first of the year to the 21st of January, I just ask that at some point in time, whether it be a full 21-day Daniel fast like some of us are doing or whether it may be a, a week of just sun up to sundown fast or even a couple days or or maybe it's not, maybe that's something that you, it's difficult for you to fast is food because maybe you have diabetes and maybe you could just give up something else, maybe social media or electronics or whatever it is, just something that your flesh desires because that's what fasting is. We deny our flesh. And when we deny our flesh, I'm here to tell you, it helps to draw you closer to God. But it's not a fast if you just give up something. I mean, you can just, you, you can go on the Daniel fast, and, and, but if you're not praying and studying the word, then it is just a diet. That's what it is. So, in order for it to be a fast, and in order for you to truly draw closer and closer to God, you must be hearing his word, studying his word, and praying, communing with God. Because that's how we draw closer to God. And, and I put that out that I would like for everyone in the church at some point in time, even our children, we're having to do. And, you know, Titus is even doing his best. He's trying to do the Daniel fast with us. And, and, and I, I, I feel that if everyone can touch an agreement on the situation and help to draw us closer individually, us as a church, we will draw closer as a church body to God. And when we do that, God's going to open up some doors. He's going to open up some windows. He's going to bless this church. He's going to pour out blessings upon this church that we cannot even contain. Amen. And I believe in, in 2023, we're going to grow not just, not just uh, mental or not just uh, spiritually like we have been. I know we grow spiritually as a church and I know we grow somewhat physically, but I believe that God's going to grow this church physically in 2023. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Not only that, I believe God's going to work a, a miracle in this church. I believe God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. We talk about a piece of land that costs a half a million dollars here in Richmond Hill. And, man, I'm here to tell you, I, don't have to, I know we ain't got half a million dollars in the bank. But I'm here to tell you, God can make a way where there seems to be no way. And I'm believing in a miraculous. I'm believing in the miraculous from God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we talked about being obedient to God's word, uh, being sacrificial in our giving and in our praise and giving alms to those who are in need and drawing closer and closer to God. And, and, and one of the scriptures I used from uh, uh, last week was Psalms 119. It says, blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the world, see, uh, of the Lord. See, this is how important it is to be obedient to God's word. Blessed are they, are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and seek him with their whole heart. And then in that whole chapter is talking about uh, uh, being obedient to the word of God. And towards the end in verse 127, it says, therefore, I love thy commandments. We've got to love God's commandments. We've got to love his word. And we, we can't see the world. The world looks at God's word and they, and they say, well, that's just too much to follow. 
that's just too many rules. I, why do I need to do that? Why do I need to do this and that? But it says we got to love his commandments. To love his commandments. God, you want me to dress modestly? I love that. Praise God. I'm going to make sure I'm dressed modestly. Thank you, Lord. God, you want me to abstain from other fleshly desires? I'm going to do that, God, because I love to. I love your commandments. Above gold, it says. Therefore, I love thy commandments above gold. I love God's word and his commandments, his statutes, his laws above anything that the world has to offer. That's what we have to be. We've got to love it above God. I mean, above gold. Praise God. There's nothing above God. Thank you, Lord. 128 says, therefore, I esteem all thy precepts concerning all the things to be right. And I hate every false way. Remember, we got to love the things God loves and hate the things that he hates. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> so in doing this and, and over the past week, we've been doing the Daniel fast and been praying and, and, and communing with the Lord. And one thing that the Lord has been putting upon my heart, and I've been thinking about the blessings, the blessings God's going to bestow upon us this year. And the one thing that, I, that he put on my heart over the past week uh, uh, is for us to get those blessings. We Another, another uh, form of obedience of God's word, it says in God's word to come out from among them. That this scripture God has been putting in my heart all week. Come out from among them and separate ourselves. That's what we must do. Praise God. That opening scripture, <clears throat> it tells us in 2 Corinthians verse 6, Wherefore, come out from among them and be you separate, saith the Lord, and not touch any unclean thing. And he says, I will receive you. I will receive you. But not only that, I will be a father unto you. We talk about being obedient to God's word and how hard the world says it is to live for God. But we know how easy it is. Amen. And, and the, there's a reason by it. He's our heavenly father. He says, I will be a father unto you. And let me tell you something. Does you, not your father or your mother have rules for you and, 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 and things that you must obey, right? Being obedient. To, and, and there's only one reason for it. And the reason is for it to benefit us. It always helps us. Amen. It's always beneficial to us. Praise God. God God's laws and his statutes are there to help us. That is what they're there for, right? They're there to help us. Praise God. It says, I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Praise God. Just another reason we need to obey God's word. Amen. Come out from among them, it says. Praise God. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Paul. Paul knew the importance of being different, being separated from the world. Paul knew the difference. He, he knew the importance of being separate of the, from the world. Amen. And you look at his opening, his opening to uh, his letter to the Romans. Paul says in Romans chapter 1, verse 1, he said, I, Paul, a servant 
of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. He opens up his letter talking about how he is separated unto the gospel of God. We are called to be separate from the world, called not to be like the world. The world will love its own. Amen. And then if you go down a little bit further to Romans chapter 12, way down in his letter to the Romans, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And listen to this, listen to this, about being separate, different from the world. He says, and be not conformed to this world. Don't be like everybody else. You're not like everybody else. You're called unto something better, something greater God has called you into. Amen. Don't be just like the world. Don't dress like the world, look like the world, act like the world, because the world will love its own. Amen. Praise God. But you were called to be greater, higher than that. Thank you, Jesus. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Praise God. I'm here to tell you, when you repent of your sins, when you go before God and you repent of your sins and you're baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of those sins and those sins are washed away in that burial grave and you come up out of that water and you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, I'm here to tell you, you become a new person. You must be transformed. I'm here to tell you, your mind, it is transformed. You're no longer the person that you used to be, but you are new in Christ. Amen. And therefore, we must act accordingly. Praise God. Show that we are different. Amen. Because I'm here to tell you. I believe Brother Reese talked about this, didn't he? You can... You can be baptized in the name of Jesus and you can talk in tongues. But I'm here to tell you, if you act like everybody else and there is no change in you, then God is not in you. God is not in you. When the Holy Ghost is truly in you, it changes who you are. I'm not who I used to be. I'm not the the drug-pushing, drug-dealing drug-taking person that I used to be over here. I have become a new person in Christ. I, I'm no longer that person anymore. And I'm not this, that person who used to yell at everybody and curse people out. I'm a different person now. If I'm still doing those stuff, then Christ isn't in me. But we have been baptized in the name of Jesus, taking on the blood of Christ Amen. Why our sins were washed away and received the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is God in us. And when God is in us, it changes who we are. A lot of people can pretend, but it'll come out. It'll come out. I'm here to tell you, we got to be different. He said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want to be in God's perfect will. I don't want to I don't want to be just like everybody else. I don't want to 
I don't want to be a part of a church that's just like everybody else as well. You know, I don't want to be a part of church where the where where the the platform is a stage for for a show. I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be a show. I want to be a part of a church that that believes that hero Israel, the Lord our God, is one God. Amen. There is only one God. I want to be a part of a part of a church that believes that we must repent. We must turn away from our sin and turn towards God. Amen. I want to be a part of a church that that believes in baptism in Jesus' name. Amen. Because there is none other name under heaven whereby which we must be saved than the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to be a part of a church that that helps to remove the blinders from my eyes and to show me who God really is. Give me revelation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to be a part of that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6, God tells his people, the Israelites, he says, For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. And the Lord thy God has chosen thee to be special, to be different, to be unique. I've chosen you, he says, to be a special people unto himself. Above all people that are upon the face of the earth. And now we look at that today. And we say, some people might say, well, that was for the Israelites, God's chosen people. But I'm here to tell you, when you take upon the name of Jesus, when you take upon the name of Jesus and you receive God, you receive the Holy Spirit in you with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I'm here to tell you, you become adopted into that lineage you are a part of God's chosen people God has chosen us and he's chosen us to be separate to be special to be different than the world we must come out from among them and separate ourselves we can't be like everybody else the church has always been different amen the church has always been unique praise God and the world has always come after the church And we'll continue. John chapter 15, verse 18. Jesus himself said, if the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Right? If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, I'm here to tell you, you are not of this world. You are passing by. This is a temporary, amen? This is temporal. But what God has in store for his people is eternal. It's everlasting. We're here just temporarily on this place. And the world will love its own. The world will hate those who are, going, who are serving God. We see it every day. We see it more and more today than we ever had before. <clears throat> It says, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of this world, where therefore the world hateth you. The world will hate us. And he goes on and he says in verse 15, <clears throat> I pray not that thou shouldest take them. He's talking about his disciples at this moment. And let me tell you, when we follow God and we, we all become disciples of God, So this is for us as well. He says, I pray not that you should take them out of the world, but that 
thou should keep them from evil. You see, God, Jesus prayed this prayer for us from the beginning, that he keeps us from evil. Thank you, Lord. He said, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Praise God. We're not of this world. We're not of this world. We're just passerbys. We're foreigners. We're temporarily here. But, but being here as a foreigner, we are representative of the Most High King, right? We're representative of, the, of our Most High King. Say you go to a, a foreign land. Uh, I mean, are you, you're expected to represent your country in high standards, right? I mean, that's what most people would expect. I know that <clears throat> I grew up a military brat. And if I did something wrong, my father would be in trouble for it. If I lost my ID card as a 10-year-old young man who gets his ID card and I lose that ID card, my dad got in trouble because I represented him, right? And we're representative of the most high king in this foreign land that we're in right now. And we must act accordingly, amen? We must act accordingly. We must be separate from the world, different. We must, the world says to dress immodest and immoral, and we dress modest, amen? The world says that you curse at everything because everywhere you go, we hear everybody just curse, curse this and that. But no, we don't do that, amen? The world lashes out at one another. God tells us to love one another. Not just just our brethren, not just those here in the church, but everyone. Amen? Show love to everyone. We got to be different. If we want to be blessed in 2023 more abundantly than we have in 2022, because I know we've all been blessed in 2022, but I'm here to tell you, if we are more obedient to God's word and we separate ourselves from the world, he will bless us more abundantly. Praise God. Thank you. If you go on and in verse 17, it says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. God's word is truth. God's word is truth, period. Praise God. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. God sent us here. There's a reason why you're here in this place in a time like this. There's a reason why God has brought you to this church. It's because God wants to use you. He sent you here for a reason. There's a purpose in every single, every single person in this pews, in this place today. Every single person has a ministry. Everybody has a ministry. <clears throat> the word ministry in Greek is diakonia. That word in, in Greek, that's in the New Testament, they use diakonia. And that word simply means to serve. To serve. God wants you to serve. He wants you to serve others. He wants you to serve the church. He wants you to serve. Every one of us has a ministry, and every ministry is just as important as the other ministry. You don't have to have a pulpit ministry right up here on the platform preaching the word, but you can have a ministry. There are all kinds of ministry. God wants to just use you to bring forth his word to all those around you, and sometimes you do that in your actions. They see you. They see you're different. They see that there's something about you. When they see us, they say, well, man, why is that person always in a good mood? Why is that person, they're never cursing nobody out? Why? And why does it seem like everything goes their way? And we know it doesn't always go our way. It rains on the just and the unjust alike, right? Things happen to, to us, to everybody, those who serve God and those who don't. 
it's just the world. It's life. It's called life, right? The difference is how we handle it, how we handle the, the adversities that come our way. When people attack us, do we lash back out at them or do we, do we show them love and try to understand? It just happened to, uh, to someone the other day. I was, oh, uh, I'm not going to say any names. So I was in Home Depot and someone lashed out and started cursing a, a cash, uh, cashier that works there. And, and, and they got upset. The person walked out. I heard the whole thing. And, and the person was over there upset, and I said, you know what? You just got to pray for them. You just got to pray for them because you don't know what's going on in that person's life right now. Something very bad could be happening in their life to cause that. And so we can't lash out at others when they lash out at us. You got to pray for them. The Bible tells us to pray for your enemies, to pray for everyone, pray for your neighbors. Thank you, Lord. We can't be like the world, though. We've got to be who God has called us to be. And he's called us to be separate, to be different from the world. <clears throat> First Peter chapter 1, verse 14. As obedient children, not, see, obedient children, we've got to obey God. Obedience is key. It's very important. As obedient children... Not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance. But as he which hath called you holy, so be you holy in all manner of conversation. See, God has called us to be holy, just like he is holy. God says, I am holy, and I'm calling you to be holy, just like I am. And he says, because it is written, be you holy, for I am holy. We must come out from among them. We must come out from among them and separate ourselves. <clears throat> Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, my opening verse. It says, And what agreement hath you in the what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? There is, you know, God and evil cannot dwell in the same place. They can't. It says, <clears throat> what agreement hath you the temple of God, hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple, God. God says, we are the temple. We are the temple. God dwells in us. So if God dwells in us, then we cannot have, we, we've got to make sure there's no hate in our heart, that there's no envy in our heart. That we've got to get rid of these things because God is in us. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk within them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people, he says. Wherefore, come out among them and be separate. We cannot be like the world. We cannot come to church one day, praise God, show love to our brothers, worship God, commune with God, and, and, and be obedient to his word. And then the next day, go out and be something totally different. God doesn't like that. You know what he says about being double-minded. You know what he says about riding the fence. He would rather us be hot or cold, not lukewarm. Because if you're lukewarm, he'd spew you out of his mouth. We can't be that way. 
We've got to be separate. We've got to be different because we are, because God has chosen us. And that is, that is the reason why we are different, why we are separate, because God has chosen us. He chose us before the world began. He knew your name before you were born, before the world began. He, knew, he knows everything. And he's chosen us. He's chosen each and every one of us. First Peter chapter two says you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. I thank you, Lord. I thank you this morning for choosing me. I thank you this morning for choosing my brothers and my sisters in this church, for choosing us and taking us out of the dark place that we were once in, no matter what it was, because each person is different. But whatever the darkness that you were in, you just got to praise him for taking you out of that darkness and bringing him, bringing us into his marvelous light, bringing us into the church body. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus said, for many are called, but few are chosen. Be thankful that God has chosen you. God calls so many people every day. You just do not even realize how many people he's calling and tugging at. Because it's, it's millions upon millions every day. God's calling for people. But see, he gave us free will. We have to choose him. I thank God that I have chosen him. And I thank God that he chose me first. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm getting close. I promise. I do have quite a few more scriptures, though. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 21, it says, For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. And all the wisdom of the world, you look at it today, all the knowledge that we have, all the technology we have, yet so many people reject God. So many people cannot see and comprehend that all this that we have must take a creator. It must. Even some well-known scientists will even tell you that it just can't happen by circumstance. It has to be some type of creator, yet they'll still deny God. 'For after it all in all the wisdom of God in the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. You know, I find it very funny how God uses the most simple people sometimes and you know sometimes the most uneducated person that you think but God will bring them up on the pulpit and 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 they will preach the house down and they will show you things reveal things unto you like nobody else can we see it all the time I see it all the time for the Jews require a sign you see, you know, the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. The Jews 
require a sign. Now here it's talking about the Jews and the Greeks, but I'm here to tell you it's representative of the entire world. The world requires a sign. Just replace that with the world because it is. The world requires a sign and the world seeks after wisdom. You see that today more than you ever have before. Verse 23, but we preach Christ crucified. We preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Verse 25, because the foolishness of God is is wiser than men. The foolishness of God is wiser than men. It doesn't matter how wise and how smart you think you are or the world thinks it is. God's foolishness is wiser than that. Praise God. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. Hmm. For you see your calling, brethren. God has called each and every one of us. Your calling, brethren, How that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty men, and not many noble are called. If you notice, like I just said, that God, it seems like God is always calling the least of us. He takes the person who who may be uneducated and, and, and he uses that person to educate someone. Right? To educate them a little bit about Jesus and God. Amen? Thank you. I love that God does that. I love that. And then it says in verse 27, But God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He takes the foolish to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound things which are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are despised have God chosen, yes. And things which are not to bring to naught things that are. And then you go to verse. Actually, let me back up a little bit. I want to back up to the foolish things, the foolish things. God takes the foolish. God takes the foolish things of the world and he confounds the wise with the foolish. See, we don't understand everything. The world doesn't understand everything and science doesn't understand everything. But God's word is truth. <clears throat> and I remember, I, I, I see sometimes that, that science contradicts what God says. But you know what? You, you always seem that, it all, you always see that eventually science says, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe that was true. Maybe that is right. You always see that because God's ways are so much higher than our ways. He knows everything. Thank you, Lord. And his word is truth. We've got to obey his word. We've got to be obedient to his word. And we've got to be separate from this world. And I'm getting ready to close if you want to play some altar call music as I get ready to close. Thank you, Lord. That opening scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, wherefore, come out from among them. I know sometimes, sometimes 
I come up here and I preach and I wonder sometimes, is, is everyone really following where I'm going with everything? Is everybody really paying attention to what I'm, and, and it, does it carry on with them? I think these things all the time. I just want to tell you this morning, if there's nothing that you've heard from me and nothing that you've learned from me, learn this, that we must be obedient to God's word. If we want to make it to heaven, we've got to be obedient to his word. And his word calls us to be separate, to be different from the world. If you dress like the world, you talk like the world, you look like the world, you act like the world, then you are of the world. But God has called you to be something different in this place. He says, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, he says. I, God says, I will receive you. I will be a father unto you, and you will be my children. I want to be a child of the Most High God in this place. Thank you for listening to Life UPC Richmond Hills Audio Cast.